this is the most work I've ever put into creating just a single lesson just to get by for a day or even a week. Yeah, we're going on a bear hunt. Truthfully, I think the success in any activity we do is based on the relationship you have with the kids and your enthusiasm. Yeah. And then I just stopped and I was like, wait, did y'all hear that? Come up on YouTube, Dan Batty. Uh, you know, he, he really got me through my first two weeks for sure. The first day, one thing that really, really surprised me and uh, is the, the mask was not an issue at all. Are any of you guys playing tag? That's a good question. I don't want the virus to start in the classroom and then spread and then have the school be shut down because of something I've done. Kyle, are you staying in squares or are you allowing them to move throughout the gym just staying spread out? Or read like a story we kind of act it out as we go? I think it's going to be challenging to manage that many kids in a kind of Zoom setting. Can you tell me what, what, what uh, freeze dancing is? Ever played uh, soccer tag? You know, we can't live in a bubble all of our lives. See, I told you, Jamie, Mark has a good idea once in a while. Welcome, physical educators. This is Thinking PE. Because FIAD is more than just fun and games. I'm Stacy Nelson. And I'm Jamie Seneca. And it's our goal to dig deeper beyond the activities that make your class awesome. So buckle up and join us on this journey. Hey, welcome to another edition of Thinking PE. Stacy, you know what I've been thinking? What have you been thinking? All the stuff we've been talking about the last three months in preparation for the start of the school year, you know what? It's working. Some of it's working. It's working! It's working! What, what was that? Oh my goodness. What was that? Are, are you not culturally, cu culturally relevant or what? That's, that's Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker. The Star Wars like a cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have kids. Have you not seen the Star Wars? I've seen bits and pieces. So that little, the little pod racer part, I am vaguely familiar. So I'm not completely isolated from the world, but uh, okay. no, I, I can't say that. Uh, I, I wasn't going to, I can't throw out, throw out movie quotes like uh, some of the great movies like Caddyshack or Tommy Boy. Oh, that's true. Well, this one probably doesn't qualify to go along with those, but it, it did when we were talking about this, getting this podcast started and what we were going to call it and all that. That's exactly what came to mind when you said it's working. And that's, that's a classic scene for me that it is working. I mean, when you, you're, you've been back uh, three days, is that correct? Yeah, we've had three, three school days and, and, um, you know, I mean, truthfully, some of the stuff we talked about, a lot of the anxieties and things that we had with, with masks and social distancing and, and all, it's, it's, actually, it's actually not that big of a deal. And, and granted, we're just starting the school year, so I understand there's probably is a honeymoon period there. But I, I just, I believe that the mask and, and just the awareness is so ingrained in, into our students right now is, is just a general part of their life, good, bad, or indifferent, that it's just not, it's just not an issue. That's fantastic to hear. Because uh, our school was put off a full week because of uh, building um, building projects and issues not being able to get in the building. So tomorrow's really my first day. So I'm really excited to hear you say that um, on, ma on many levels. <laughs> you know, but it's just just simple things like, like how are you going to have the kids sanitize their, I mean, they're, they're so used to sanitizing their hands, you know, walking around at the same time. And, and the mask, you know, of course, there's a couple kids here and there that you have to remind about the mask. But asking them to put a mask on is not that big a deal. They're, they're, they're just so used to it. Social distancing, you don't have to teach what social distancing is. They're, I mean, down to my kindergarten students have been fully aware of what social distancing means. Yeah. So I did stop you there because I was going to say, now granted, you still have to remind a couple of kids, you know, to, to separate or, or stay. But for the most part, I mean, I'm generally speaking, it's just not that big a deal. How about time-wise? Do you have to plan a little differently for when the kids come in? Because do you have you have them sanitized on the way in? You're, you're talking about. So do you have just one sanitizer, and they each just take their turn? And, and how, how does that look? Yeah, and we do things are slowed down, and I think that's more more of a me thing. And it's slowed down just because, like I say, it, they're already used to that kind of stuff, and I'm I'm expecting that they're not. So just something as simple. We go and we pick them up at their class, and when they walk out of their class, they sanitize their hands and they literally walk by, you know, it just, it doesn't, it's not a time consuming operation. And we okay. clean, we clean, you know, we strategically uh, um, set our transitions up so that we can clean equipment in between classes. And even that is going surprisingly quick, but we've really 
consciously limited the amount of, of equipment that we're using and then uh, you know ensuring that kids aren't sharing equipment at this point. Do you see a time when once you get this down a little bit maybe you could share a little bit of equipment because you oh, yeah. find you you would have time to clean it? You know and we're not we're not restricted in that manner yet our, our guidance is from our from our county's um, health department and our, and our school district hasn't put those limitations on us on us yet per se because our numbers are, are, are a little bit lower than the surrounding area but you know we're just kind of trying some of the things some of these things out in anticipation that we will eventually be there and just kind of feeling that feeling that part of it out so you think in five to ten minutes between classes you'd be able to wash a set of equipment or how oh, do you, you know and, and even even with our with our hula hoops, you know, we just had the kids. They they put all their when they're done, they just put the hula hoops around a giant orange cone, and then as they're going to their squad spots, we just run over there with a with our with our sprayer and, and and spray them down. And we're outside with a nice breeze in the sun, so by the time the next class comes out there, that stuff has already dried off. Okay, all right. Well, that's encouraging to see that maybe you you can use things if you're going to be allowed to clean and. If you don't have any time between classes, it's a little tougher, but even then you could build in the end of one class to the, you know, the students don't break, they don't start using that equipment until 10 you know, minutes into your next class. Yeah, but, and that's just what I was going to say is you, as they finish with that set of equipment while they're doing another activity, you know, as they start that next, you know, you give directions or explain the next tag game or whatever it is, then you, while they, while they start that activity, go over and clean those hula hoops quick. Okay. You know, so what what sacrificing is there is normally that's time you'd be spending with the kids and, and, and giving feedback and those sort of things, but it, it gets them in that activity time. Okay. And I think that stuff will all iron itself out as, as the year goes on. Oh, that's encouraging, Jamie. That's encouraging. It was also encouraging to talk to a few other teachers, you know, during this the hashtag six feet PE last Wednesday. Um, and we, we talked to several teachers and like it was a, uh, I think Mark, or Mark was sharing, he, he's in full distance, and he was sharing some things. There's some technical difficulties to get going and, you know, mishaps, miscommunications. But for the most part, what I heard him saying is, it's working, it's working. <laughs> and Kyle, he was talking about that too. He, Kyle was um, the hybrid and, again, talked about the struggles of, you know, the hardest part is getting your head around the schedule of a hybrid. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to figure out who's coming in when and what they've had and what they haven't. And if they were, somebody was absent, any of that kind of stuff. But um, other, you know, once you get that down, it's working, it's working. So that's, that's the overall message I heard was actually quite encouraging talking to these teachers. You know, and, and I, there, there's going to be hiccups and there's, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't make it sound like everything was just, was just rainbows and, and the utopia. I mean, we, we definitely had our, our hiccups too, but it was just, it was all overshadowed because, you know, in, in the model that we're in, it was just so glad to have the kids back. So all those, all those anxieties and, and just, you know, little hiccups that happened and you just kind of took them in stride because it was just so fun to have the kids around. Oh, I bet. I bet it was good. I bet they loved to see the teachers too, huh? Oh yeah, and see each other, truthfully. Okay. You know, just yeah. to be back with. Let's their not put ourselves too high on the totem pole. <laughs> they did that. That's they. They were happy to see each other. I bet you're right. Like I say, there was a uh, little hiccups here and there, but just having those having those kids back just made everything everything awesome. Cool. Well, this next part of the hashtag Six Feet PE that we recorded. Um, we started talking about not only it's working, but what was working, what we're actually doing in classes. And I thought that's going to make some for some good podcasting. So um, th this first part, the discussion changes and goes into, hey, exactly, what are you doing? And Mark kind of kicks us off with that question here. So um, take a listen. I think you'll find this interesting. So Kyle, what kind of uh, units are you doing or, or lessons are you doing? Um. I mean, honestly, right now I'm doing uh, a soccer unit, but uh, up until this week, I have pretty much robbed every game that I can find that has distance learning or uh, social distance or hands-free. Um, I've been to, I feel, and I told my wife earlier today, I think I hit the end of the internet. I, I've <laughs> been through everything. So, uh 
uh, started off with uh, some open phys ed, rock, paper, scissor type games. Yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. moved on through, uh, oh gosh, we, uh, we did, we did some stuff with hula hoops. Um, we did the Jedi mind trick game, kind of put some spin on that. Um, I, I've just basically, they're all single games. They're not really anything that you could say we could build a unit on. I'm mm-hmm. honestly struggling to find things to uh, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to join the group is I wanted to see what other people out there are doing. What grades did you say you were? I'm K through six. Okay. I, I was telling these guys I do normally not in this day and age, but I guess I've been using them now. It's stories for warm ups for the kindergartens and first graders. I read like a story. We kind of act it out as we go, um, and it's something that they really buy into, and you know they they seem to enjoy a lot. Yeah, especially those younger kids. Yeah. Where, where would he? Where would he go to find that? What would that? you send him to find? Find some examples of that. Do you have you you have a few places? Well, I can, can I can type a couple of the books I like to use in there. Um, and then. Yeah. No, know, I, he can he can look at that, and then if we put this out as a podcast, I can. Uh, I'll put the chat notes. Um, in. So put it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, just put it in the chat so people. Sure. And yeah, don't be shy. I mean, I, I looked them up, and I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm super excited to try them. So I'm, I'm actually hoping mine comes by the end of the week here. Yeah. Anybody else doing units? Of course, you know we got Mark. You're full of distance. Kyle, you're um, hybrid. We just started <laughs> yesterday at my school. Yesterday, yesterday was our first day, and we're we're the uh, four days a week. So today was a was a, a connect and a planning day. But, you know, for the, the first day, one thing that really, really surprised me and uh, is the, the mask was not an issue at all. I was telling Stacy earlier, I think, you know, we might be on just that honeymoon period, but the, the masks were not an issue for the students or really, uh, they were more of a concern for us staff just trying to art- articulate as we talk, yeah. especially outside that was challenging. But kids never, and sanitizing, maybe, you know, Little, little kindergartners just coming up, they're ready to sanitize. So they, they sanitize before they come to class and they sanitize as, as they leave. And just, it, it's, it's ingrained into their lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. Scott and Kyle, you've been teaching for a while. Have you found the, that to be similar, that the masks and the cleaning stuff isn't really a huge issue? Yeah, kids have really, kids have done a really good job with the masks. I mean, just quick little reminders if they've got them down, you know, put your mask back on, they'll put them back on. Uh, like I said earlier, I've tried the last, you know, couple of weeks, last eight to 10 minutes of class, I'll take them outside just to give them that break, take them off, let them run around. So that's been pretty, pretty helpful too. But like Scott said, I think we're kind of on the same page. I've been doing, you know, just some you know, quick little, maybe a go noodle warm up video just to start, just to get them moving. Um, and then I've, I've been trying to find some, you know, games and some things online, just some, just some things to do without equipment. Um, I've honestly kind of in the back of my head been a little shy with the equipment because I haven't wanted to mess with that yet. Um, I know our middle school uh, teachers have started, you know, getting like Frisbees and things out. We do have stuff that we can spray on it and sanitize them after class, um, but I just haven't pulled the trigger yet on getting an equipment out because I've had enough things to do at the start of class to get through them, you know, just to get through 20, 25, 30 minutes of class and then take them outside the last 10. So we've been doing some yoga and some freeze dancing and stuff like that and just some things they can do to where they're six feet apart. Um, but no, I haven't, I haven't gotten equipment out yet. I'm sure it's just a matter of time before I will and then have to start spraying that stuff down and sanitizing it. So, um, but masks have been really good with the kids and I'm K4 and um, no issues at all. I think, yeah, I think that's just one of those things that they've become used to. So, yeah. Can you, uh, can you tell me what, what, what uh, freeze dancing is? Um, I actually, so I use, I just use a Bluetooth speaker. Um, and a projector if I have, you know, videos or stuff, but I will, you know, start some music. I'll start a playlist, you know, something kid friendly um, and then pause it. So they're, they're essentially dancing. I've got my floor gridded out with six foot boxes and I tell them everybody gets their own box. And again, I've, 
the most the most kids I've seen in the class is maybe 15 and as few as four. Um, so I've got plenty of boxes to go around, but I'll tell them they can dance, they can move around. As long as there's an empty box, they can go to it. Um, once the music stops, they freeze. We might do a couple quick exercises or I might have them hold a yoga pose and then we start it up again. And I can, I can do that for, you know, a good five to 10 minutes. And when I can, when I can tell they're over is when they actually start taking their mask down and they're, they're getting winded, which does kind of suck. You know, I can tell that they're, they're needing a break. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty good. Okay. Scott, you're looking for other uh, soccer activities. Is that what you're? Um, no, I'm just, just kind of hanging out and seeing if uh, I found uh Basically, a soccer bocce, uh, where you just kind of have a target and uh, try to make a, a very distance, you know, for anywhere between passing to, you know, a good, you know, 10, 15 yard kick. Um, also came across a, a foot golf um, game that we're gonna we're gonna try when the weather's nicer, and uh, and then uh, a human foosball game, yeah. where it's like kind of section off the field into I want to say it's seven or eight sections so that each group has a certain area where they're allowed to play in. I got a huge field. And so I can set up, you know, four or five of those games um, at at any given time. So, uh, you know, that, that works to my advantage there, but um, just after soccer, I'm, I'm really beginning to start stretching. I I think at that point, I'm going to start having to really dig into the equipment and say, okay, just, time to start spraying everything down yeah but uh you know i i came across a uh, teachers pay teachers that had some uh good uh tabata and amrap workouts and so i started my class with a little 30 second jump routine uh, it's got three jumps for 30 seconds just to uh, get the heart rate up a little bit and then we go into one of these little six minute workouts and then after that we just head off and Today is honestly the first time that I've had to be inside. Um, okay. uh, we have we have heat regulations in our district, so at uh, 95 degrees, our kids can only be outside for 25 minutes, and then at 100 degrees, we can't go out at all. Thank and goodness. so um, I've had <laughs> for you I've had two days. Yeah, for me, exactly. <laughs> the kids are like, "Come on, coach, let's go outside." I'm like, "Can't, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> rules are rules, you know. That's right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been pretty good. Um, so as far as masks go with our group, they really want to be outside so they can get rid of them. They are not enjoying them here. And maybe it's just because, you know, it's been it's been high 90s to mid 100s since the start of school. And so if they have to wear them just a second outside, they start sweating immediately. And, you know, it, it's it's a reprieve for them. Uh, once they get out of the classroom, but like our kids in the classroom, they sit and our teachers, they rotate from class to class. Um, the ones that aren't self-contained, uh, we're departmentalized in third, fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade. So um, those kids, they stay in the same chair for the entire day, except when they go to PE. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a good thing for them to get out. And uh, we use, we use our field, extensively okay do they do the teachers use brain breaks and stuff to help the kids out uh some of them do some of them had to you know go noodle or they do you know something um but then we have there's talk that other kids their teacher won't do that it's just strictly uh-huh. business from sun up to sundown you know kyle are you staying in, in squares or are you allowing them to move throughout the gym just staying Spread out. Uh, I pretty much tell them to stay in their square unless they, if, if there's an open square. So I've got, um, I think I've got like 50 squares on my floor. I only did half the floor with floor tape. So there's like 50 or 56 wow. or something. And I tell them as long as you're in your own square or there's nobody else in a square, they can move around. So okay. that, that has actually helped too. Yeah. Yep. So just as long as they're not sharing, they can go find an empty one. That's how I was envisioning it when I get back doing that. Yep. Yep. 
Now, did you go outside at all or no? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've only used outside. It's been pretty hot here. I'm in Southern Illinois. It's been pretty hot here. Um, I've just used outside as. Oh, that's right. You said at the break. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get my, I'll get my, you know, about 30 minutes in, I'll get my 30 minutes in of, you know, exercises, stretching, little game, little activity, whatever it is. And then I'll spend the last 10 outside with them. So, and I've told them, I said, you know, this, this is time for you to run around, get some fresh air, take your mask off, you know, still try to stay away from each other, but they, they go out and swing and do all that kind of stuff. And they've been pretty good with that. And they've really enjoyed that. They'll come in and they'll, that's the first thing they'll say, we're going outside today. And I'll say, you know, at the end, you know, if we have time. Yeah. So. And then Scott, how do you mark off your fields or don't you? Um, I actually don't. Uh, I, I just kind of tell the kids, you know, if you're, if two of you can reach out and touch each other, you're too close and you got to put your mask on, you know, um, I, we've been pretty lenient with it as far as, um, I, I'm not, it's, it's really hard being the distance police and being a yeah. teacher. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we, I, I try to set up my cones in an area that, um, you know, you, you're able to, um, kind of have your own space. And so, you know, they're pretty well spread out. Uh, I use a lot of the little dome cones and, yeah. you know, we kind of have, you know, anywhere from, you know, 20 up to 50 yards where we're playing games apart from, you know, we played red light, green light with some little kids that, uh, you know, had about 30 yards distance, but all the way across we had, you know, maybe 15 cones set up. And so we had that game going on one side. We had another game going on the other and they, they've been pretty decent. Um, I've used some field paint and uh, thrown down some lines. You know, you can go here, you can go here. Um, but you know, once a game starts, um, I don't figure that they're going to be in that uh, CDC guideline of what the definition of exposed is, where, you know, you're talking 15 consecutive minutes within six feet and no mask. And so um, we're not ever in that proximity for that long. Yeah. So, I've, you know, I figure that we're okay with, with what we're doing right now, especially when we're outside. Yeah. Um, you know, inside, it's a little bit, of course, we all keep our mask on when we're inside, but, you know, I, I think, um, as I see it, you know, what's the point in social distancing if you're wearing a mask and, you know, if you're wearing a mask, what's the point of social distancing? It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me to do all of it. Uh, you know, we can't live in a bubble all of our lives. So uh, we take the precautions that we can and, you know, kind of go forward from there. Those of you who are teaching in a gym right now, I know some people are, instead of gritting it out, they're save a little bit of tape and they put X's or dots that are 10 feet apart. Do you think that would work? Or would I, I haven't set up my gym yet because I've just set up the outside. What do you, what do you think? Would you recommend definitely go with a grid or do you think it might work to just put spots that are um, plenty, plenty far apart? Dots? What what is it that you're planning on doing? I mean, because you know, I, when I do um, like some of the yoga videos that I've made over, you know, the spring, I've come in and used them. We all just do fine at a spot, you know. So I use a piece of tape, and, and really, my my tape is just for warm ups and instruction. And then once once our activity starts, you know, all bets are off. We're we're moving. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. What I didn't know what games I'd play if I'd use the grid or Kyle. What do you What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think if you have it, it's a good visual. I think my kids like the visual of seeing the big boxes on the floor. Um, we also use it in the morning for kids that are coming in a little early. They come to the gym and they sit in the box. Um, but at the same time, if if a dot or an X is big <laughs> enough and they can see that and know that they have to stay somewhere around that mark um i think that'll work too i've walked down our hallways and seen you know in the kindergarten and first grade hallways you know dots on the floor and stuff so i know they're using them too um just 
while they're waiting in the bathroom or, or whatever they may be doing, you know, walking back to class, they're using those, those spots as well. So, okay. and they're not super big. So. Do you use your grid for certain types of games where it's really fun to have the grid down or, you know, where you've invented some new games because of the grid? I haven't yet. Um, but like I said, when, when we started doing a little dancing and, you know, moving around, it was good. It was good for them to see, you know, how many open ones there were, and that they could they could move around to those open ones. Uh, but I think they could do the same thing. You tell them there's an open X or an open spot or you know mark on the floor that they can be around it. So okay. that's where I'm interested in this book fair and square. Yeah, I, like I said, if it wasn't twenty five dollars, I would have gotten out to ship. I would have gotten it already, but. It's $25 a buy, $25 ship. I'm waiting until we're actually going back to school and then, then I'll think about it. Yeah. Still hoping they'll do an e-version of it. <laughs> There's a guy, um, his name is Dan Batty, B-A-T-T-Y. And uh, he, he seems to be a Brit, um, but he's got several YouTube videos and I've used a bunch of his games. Uh, they're, they're pretty decent. Um, all of our kids have, you know, and, and of course, I, I modify them, tweak them the way that I need them. But I really do like him. Um, if you if you search uh, social distance PE games and uh, come up on YouTube, Dan Batty, uh, you know, he he really got me through my first two weeks for sure. Okay. So I, I give him a, a tip of the hat. He, he did a good job. Well, that'd and, be good. Uh, so anyway, That's good that. luck to yeah. you. I threw that in the chat. I could use that. Have you ever ever played uh, soccer tag? No, I haven't. It, it's a great social distancing order. Do you have different color soccer balls? It's really easy if you do. If, if you don't, couple, yeah. if you had different color, you just have one color, you call out that color, and that color is it. And they're trying to kick the ball at other people's soccer ball. And so the other people, it's a really, it's a dribbling game, but you're, you're not tagging people. So you don't have to get real close to them. And if you get tagged, they just put one foot on a ball and then somebody else has to dribble their ball between your feet. And then you're untagged again. It just, I, I mean, tags God's gift to PE. <laughs> there's, there's a thousand different P, uh, tag games, but it's that, that type of thing. Um, I, I just thought it would work really well. And, Personal, personal pin guard is another one where you have a pin and you have just to throw a number of soccer balls because they can share the soccer balls because they're not touching with their hands. And they have a pin to guard. That'd be the only thing the kids have to wash at the end. But they can go run and get a soccer ball and try to kick the soccer ball at somebody else's pin and they just guard it. And, I mean, it's just kind of a random game. It never ends. If the pin gets knocked down, they have to do 10 push-ups or whatever you want to um, have them do so that's it'd be a different uh, another one if you that's better inside probably than, than outside but okay. a couple others you said you were looking for ideas so i thought i'd toss it out there oh, yeah yeah for sure um for the uh, soccer tag game is that, that is that better outdoors with uh, kind of a uh, some sort of a, an area coned off or painted off or something yeah, I use, I just paint it in off an area. That way, if they dribble the ball outside of that area, they're automatically frozen. And then outside is just easier to control a soccer ball. I mean, in the grass, mm -hmm. in the gym, mm -hmm. it's, you really have to be pretty good at it to control it. And so yeah. I, I found it, I worked inside because then it just hits the wall and bounces back to them. But I found it really improved their skill when they were outside having to stop and trap the ball and go a different direction and keep it away from somebody else. And, um, that's when I found it most effective for what I wanted. It, it worked in both places, though. Jamie, yeah, did you have one question earlier? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Scott, make sure, like with kindergarten, get that book, we're going on a bear hunt, and have them act it out. I, I do more than act out stories, believe me, but it's something that they really like doing. So that would okay. be something new for you to try going on a bear hunt and then I just stopped and I was like wait did y'all hear that I think it's going to be challenging to manage that many kids in a kind of zoom setting yeah we're going on a bear hunt they're like we all tend right. to push them through the grass they swim and then at the end you run away from the bear and you go back through all the things you did like yeah. okay. 
Great so yeah, I did a, I did an activity last week where we were running through the forest and uh, we have no trees where I live. Okay? I mean, <laughs> years. In fact, there's a town about 45 minutes away called no trees and uh, no it's true. That's it's a great true. Name. <laughs> yeah. and, and not too far away. We have a uh, uh, natural sand Hills. Uh, it's just gypsum sand. And so, yeah, we're in the middle of the sand Hills and uh, no trees. And so, uh, we uh, did this little, okay, close your eyes, picture a forest, you know, what do you see? Do you see, you know, squirrels? Do you see rabbits? Do you see a deer? You know, uh, uh, we're on an animal trail and there's logs that have fallen down in the trail. And, and so we started heading out across the soccer field and everybody was following me. And then I'd hop over, you know, and, and I point down, I'm like, look, log. And I step over the log and then up low branch and then we'd duck under a branch and then we we kind of snaked our way through the field and uh and they all freeze and like i think i hear some steps and then i start walking quicker and i was freeze again it's like man i think that's getting closer so then we started running and by the time it was all done we had about a about a 25 minute walk around the park that uh ended up with us sprinting from the bear trying to get into the cabin before it was all Set and done, so you so. made up your own story. That's great. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, and and I I can't say I, I made that up because no, it was special. another something that I stole. I came across it online, and I was like, okay, that, I I can definitely do that with some youngins. That that yeah. works. But yeah, they like that. Oh, good. It, it was good, and I mean, a lot, a lot of the kids are like, oh, that was awesome, and I'm like, that was completely imaginary. I'm glad you bought into it. That was great. Yeah. Did you take your heart rate when you were done? Because you got a workout when you did that. If you were leading, yeah, I was a, uh, I was up about one forty. <laughs> and now you got six more classes to do it with. <laughs> well, you know, I just did a K through two, so okay. uh, you know, I did it with three classes that day, and then three more the next day. So, you know, it's, uh, an average day for me, start to finish, is in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty-two thousand steps. So, yep that's uh that's good for me i was i was good with it pretty good in 95 degree weather oh. yeah yeah <laughs> got a good stream of sweat by you know 9 30 in the morning it's nice but truth truthfully i think the su- success in any activity we do is based on the relationship you have with the kids and your enthusiasm yeah those two factors i mean you could you have good relationship with your kiddos and you're really enthusiastic you can say we're going to go outside and we are going to look for a rock in the field and the first person that finds it, they're going to get a, this magical imaginary prize. And if you're really enthusiastic, I mean, kindergartners, they'll go out there for an hour looking for some imaginary rock. What, what are you going to do for your first couple lessons? Well, I think because I'm doing a whole, the way we're doing it is we're doing a whole grade level um, in one half hour. So, for instance, tomorrow I have second grade, but I have all four grades. So I'm hopefully having, I probably won't, but hopefully having, possibly having a hundred kids on that Zoom call. Mm. So I'm gonna really focus on like essential agreements and you know, what, you know, what our protocol is gonna be uh, as far as what I expect when they're, you know, engaged in the Zoom call and and, and in the lesson. So uh, I think a lot of it's gonna be procedural and then hopefully I'll do a little activity at the end or whatever to get it moving but um you know yeah you're certainly not gonna take time and have them all go state their name and tell us how many pets you have <laughs> right <laughs> well you know I was thinking I have an assistant so um I'm thinking that you know maybe he can be manning the chat box if there's questions or whatever while I'm demonstrating whatever activity or, or kind of leading the lesson. We've disabled the chat boxes. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that gets to be too cumbersome also, I suppose. Yeah, in second grade, it starts, they start sending messages and it's like. Ah. It's just too much fun is what it is. It is, it is, it is. Yeah, this, that's a good tip. That's good advice. And I know some teachers will do that. They'll leave it up purposely. They'll say, you know what, this is the time you kids need to see each other. And they'll say, oh, you know, for 10 minutes, go for it. And the kids are just battling back oh. and forth, and, you know, and they're, all right, now let's bring it back down. And, you know, they don't have a hundred, you know, but they'll, 
they just recognize the need for these kids to interact too with with each other and they have it or they'll or they'll do a game where they, they have the kids interact somehow with each other in the chat or otherwise and yeah i, I thought that was really um aware um, of some of these teachers that that really saw that need and then they'll have other times when they really hone in on the exact here's here's what we need to get done in a lesson but this time you know i I, I joined in and I was kind of like, this is chaos. And they were like, yep, that, this is their time for to be chaos. It'd be kind of like in the room when they just have in between lessons, they give the kids time to, you know, so they, they, these teachers know what they're doing. It's amazing. Yeah, and Tom, we have kindergarten for only 20 minutes, so I don't have time to get to all the kids, but sometimes to make them feel involved in the class, I'll say, Hey, Jenny, show us a move you're doing with the ball and then and let's ever do do what jenny's doing and that way kind of they pay attention because they're thinking i might call on them and so that's one way i mean 100 kids a lot but you could call on like five kids and see if you can somehow have them buy in and maybe rotate those kids you call that's yeah. a great idea yeah. thank you yeah yeah that's building leadership gives them uh, creativity yeah mm -hmm. good idea mark see i told you jamie mark has a good idea once in a while <laughs> Once a meeting, have one. <laughs> Sounds like he has a lot of great ideas from what I'm hearing. <laughs> he, he's loaded with them. Are any of you guys playing tag? That's a good question. I have played. I have played a version of tag uh, where I have a shortened pool noodle that's about uh, 18 inches long, and that is the tagging device. So. That, that's not been too bad and then and then afterwards uh, we go ahead and we spray it down and, you know put, put some disinfectant and leave it out in the sun for a little bit so when I've you when you I've switch taggers do you spray it down between taggers yep just yep. just real quick and yeah because i was thinking about doing that i just didn't know if that was you know if i use a two-foot noodle i could use a four-foot noodle you know, if that really makes a big difference, I, I don't know. Well, if you're if you're outside, I suppose, not as big of a deal. But if you're inside, maybe, I don't know. Any any. I've always used I've always used the lawn noodles for for to designate the taggers, and I, kids just love using them. Yeah. You know in I mean? the past, in the past, I have used noodles for tag. Um, you know, on scooters and running around, but I'll take the big ones and cut them in half, and that that seems to work pretty well. Okay. Um, I've also done a little shadow tag outside when it's when it's nice and sunny. So a little little differentiation there too is you can use the shorter noodles for the for for faster kids or the kids that may struggle tagging somebody. You give them a give them a longer noodle and and mix it up so kids don't know that's why you're giving long and short noodles or what have you. But I generally just use the long ones and okay. Look. Yeah, I know for my regular class it. I use the, the noodles. I just didn't know if during COVID if that was going to be accepted. I just, I don't want to do it and then get feedback from parents or whatever, but you haven't run into any parents, kids going home and say, oh, we had so much fun. Oh, what'd you do? We played tag. And they're like, what? And I, that's what I'm afraid of. Is I, I'm thinking, hey, this game seems perfect. And then. I would, I would challenge you and say, I think, I think we're gonna we're gonna get those questions no matter what, but it's being able to later, you know, fall back and explain. No, no, this is what we actually did because, much like many of the activities we play, you know, that's you did what and like no, this is actually how we did it. Yeah, and it's gonna. I guess it's gonna depend on your community too, because yeah. Scott seems like down there is pretty laid back. My community, if they come into my gym and they see kids not in their square or not like, I'd be in trouble. Okay, interesting. I'll have to feel I think that that's out. why I've been hesitant to use equipment too, because I think, I think, kind of in the back of my head, my biggest quote unquote fear is I don't want the virus to start in the classroom and then spread and then have the school be shut down because of something I've done. So, that's yeah, kind of, it would be hard to, to tell that that's where I start. You know, it could have started right. Best, yeah, Best Buy or Home Depot or yeah. Right, I know. <laughs> It's it's gonna come. I, we've already had one kid, and my wife my my wife works at the same campus, and uh, we had a kid in in her class test positive. He uh, checked out of school on a Wednesday, went out of town for a couple of days, and he hasn't been back. So he was running fever the following Monday, and uh, on Tuesday he tested positive. So he's he's scheduled to come back. Would you say Monday? Uh, on this this coming Monday. Um, 
I really think it's just going to happen. And, and there's not going to be any place that, you know, mom thinks that it happened while they were out of town. Um, but, you know, that was basically five days from uh, the time he left school until he tested positive. So, you know, if you're looking at, I mean, it could have happened. It, what's the incubation period? You know, it's yeah. anywhere from mm -hmm. two to two to 14 days, yeah. you know, with those being outliers. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, I just can't, can't continue to live in fear that way. Uh, and, you know, honestly, I, I wish I had the ability to require kids to say, Hey, I need you to bring your basketball today. You know, right. we're going to be doing soccer, bring your own. We're doing That'd volleyball, nice. bring your own. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it would have been great. I even pushed it. Uh, go for sport had a, uh, had a little deal where a PE teacher could, create a package and if parents went online and bought that it also counted as a fundraiser type thing for school and you know i could get credit for it i asked my principal about it he said eh, let me think about it and then never got back to me but i really think you know there's going to be times where we're going to have to just suck it up and say look this isn't pe i mean pe is tough and the longer that i've been doing this you know, I, I'm 20 years in the game, and this is the most work I've ever put into creating just a single lesson just to get by for a day or even a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that That's – in fact, I, for me, the spring semester was a whole lot easier because I could say, you know, you have this, this, and this at home. I could give a little demonstration, and you can use the equipment that you have. I don't have that ability anymore without having so much caution that who's going to be touching this, you know, how much, how am I going to clean that? You know, it was actually easier for me yeah. for the kids to be at home. But. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You had to be creative with how to get, you know, help kids figure out what they could use if they couldn't, didn't have a ball. But once you figure that out, then it's on them. They figure it out and you just have to develop the lesson. And yeah, I agree. It, it's not easy for us. It's, it feels like, you know, thrown in the deep end with a brick and your hands tied, you know, it's kind of like you're just paddling. Yeah. Do your best, but Oh yeah, we're going to tie your hands too, because you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. So sounds like water polo practice. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wait a second. We gave you the light brick. Here's the, here's the heavier one we want you to have. <laughs> It's been a challenge. It really has. And, you know, I started the year four weeks ago thinking, okay, no touching, no, no standing close to each other, everybody, you know, you're just going to have to just suck it up and deal with it. And, and I went in telling the kids, I'm like, guys, I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my entire career, trying to find stuff that will entertain you and keep you safe. And I said, PE is not going to look like it's always looked like. You know, the kids who I've spent my entire career at this school and, uh, you know, the kids who are in fifth and sixth grade, they've spent six, seven years with me now and they're coming in and they're going, what is this? We've never done this before. And so, you know, that's that's a real challenge to break their mindset of what they've known of PE for all these years and then say, OK, this is how we're going to have to do it now at least until things appear to be getting better. Yeah. Well, good for you for being creative and figuring it out and ways to keep them, keep them going. It doesn't sound like you've tossed in your, the towel, so to speak. It sounds oh, like no, you're, you're rising to the occasion and like you said, working, working hard. That, that's a test. Well, that's why I'm here. Cause I'm, I'm looking for new ideas. Yeah. Some, some more stuff. I think that kind of, that kind of helps ease the, I don't even know what the word is, eases the kids into it, because I did that the first week, too. I said, I want you to think about what we did last year, all the equipment we used, how much fun we had. And I just told them it's not going to be like that this year, you know. And for them to realize that, I think that was good for them to hear. So now that it's it's kind of made it easier for them that, you know, it's not just, oh, what's this or what's going on? But they now know that, hey, it's going to be it's going to be different. It's not going to be like it has been in the past, so. And I think that's a big part of that social emotional learning we've been talking about is just being real with the kids yeah. and having, having those conversations and just, just saying it the way it is. Mm -hmm. I love that you shared that with them, Scott, that 
you're working hard. You're doing their best you can. <laughs> and I think that's okay to share with them that this is hard on us too. You know, we're all, we're all, this isn't easy for, for anybody here. I, I think that's, that's part of what Jamie was saying. That social emotional, it, it allows them to then say, it is hard. And I, I think that's really important. It's kind of that modeling that, Hey, you're a human too. Just cause you're a teacher doesn't mean, you know, you don't get stressed over things and you don't have to work your tail off. No, I, I, I really appreciate that. Soccer. Tag. Soccer bocce. Storytelling. Freeze dancing. Soccer foosball. Lead up games. It sounds a lot like physical education to me. What do you think? Why, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it went it went from, our, what, a couple months ago when we're about ready to jerk the wheel into a bridging bucket. There's a Tommy Boy quote for you. <laughs> to, uh, to now, we're, we're looking at the stuff that's working, stuff that we're used to. Man, it, it was encouraging hearing these people that have been teaching for a short, a short time telling the, their stories about the lessons they're doing, the units you're doing, and, it, and it's working. And I, if, if you, the, the sense and the feeling I got from the, from the educators we were talking to was just, it was more of a relief of we're a, they're able to do some of the stuff that, that they know that they, that they love to do. The, the same activities, same units, the same relationship building, the same cooperative games, a lot of the same stuff whether it's a virtual setting, they're, they're able to, they're back with the kids. Yeah, they're, they're able to educate. Mm -hmm. They're able to, yeah, we've always been able to get them physical, get kids active, that's great. But now we're, we're actually able to educate and do what our hearts are there for. I mean, that, that's, that's so much of us. We love to lead kids and educate them, not just babysit and keep them busy. You know, and that's the amazing thing about our community that we've been talking about. And we, we interviewed Tom Roberts there earlier in the summer, and he said, hey, we get, and we, we talked to him about uh, hashtag six feet PE for the first time what, way back in June. And he's like, yeah, I really haven't given it much thought, but you know what? You get 15 physical educators in a room and, and they'll figure it out. And really, I mean, it's a, it's a greater community when you, when you bring in that social media and, and all, all the Facebook groups that are out there and the, the resources that are available and, and, I think we figured it out. Yeah, and, and we really should give credit in, to Twitter. And the, through this whole discussion, we didn't we didn't broadcast or put the whole thing on the podcast. But these teachers were giving credit to where they had gotten their information, mm -hmm. and, and maybe even in the in the podcast notes, we can add some of those resources in there because these teachers were all very gracious in giving credit to the other places that enabled them to do some of these similar topics that they uh, otherwise wouldn't have thought of on their own. You know, I go back, I go back to the uh, social distancing experiment, or social distancing, the distance learning experiment, we'll call it, back in, in the March timeframe, March to the end of the school year, and we didn't have a clue what we are gonna do. And, and it was from, from the first couple of weeks of distance learning to the last few weeks of distance learning, just the tremendous amount of growth was there. And what I'm encouraged to see is we're along a similar path, but I think that, I think that, that pattern is being sped up. Oh, very interesting. So you're saying that, hey, we were kind of throw, thrown in the deep end, so to speak, in the spring, and we paddled, doggy paddled for a while, but by the end, we were, we were actually swimming. Yeah. Now yeah, yeah. we know how to swim. We're still thrown in a new deep end, but we're swimming. It's still not easy. I mean, I, yeah, I don't give that impression that any of these teachers felt that, oh, this is easy street. They're working hard. As, as a matter of fact, Scott said that he's how many years in the profession. This is yeah, the hardest yeah, right. he's ever worked. So I don't want to give that impression, but it is working. We are figuring it out. And that's, is that what you're saying? That yeah, yeah, Absolutely. That's the, the learning curve is, is much shorter and it doesn't mean it's easier, but we just, we know how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And the tag team on that a little bit was something Scott brought up about um, what he shared that with his students. I, th I thought that was kind of interesting because um, you might hear that from different places that we don't want to share with the kids that it's so hard. And, and I don't know, I kind of, I kind of like that he shared that with his students. He wasn't whining at them and, you know, angry with them and saying, oh, it's so hard on me. You got to be nice to me. It was this idea that 
I'm working as hard as I can to come on and develop new, new games and this kind of stuff. Just stick with me here because we are restricted. And it, I don't know that, that SEL part of that, that, that number one is healthy for him. I think to be able to share that with the students and then it gives them permission to be real. I think, I don't know. You got any thoughts on that? I agree with you. It, it's, it's just the idea we're, we're in this together, whether, you know, you have a group of kindergartners, we're, we're in this together and this is how you can help me and this is how I can help you. Yeah. Cause he kind of shared that, Oh, it's not going to be the same with your fifth graders. Sorry. We can't do everything we did before, but we can invent new stuff, you know, and mm -hmm. like you said, let's, let's, let's work together on this and we're still going to have a good time. That's probably the, the, my biggest takeaway from our first week of school was the, the just, we're back to having fun. We're back to being with the kids. And I, I can't say that enough that that's by far the biggest thing I missed. And you, you can genuinely say, yeah, it was fun to get back at it. And even with all the restrictions, you were still able to have fun. You're still able to tell, I'm still able to tell bad jokes. <laughs> Glad we haven't taken that away. And the so, kindergartners still laugh at them. That's the best. That's, that's the best part. <laughs> I can't necessarily see them laughing because they have mask on, but you know, it's a, it's definitely an ego booster. So, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, we, we've definitely gathered a lot of information here in this episode, just on, on the encouragement of what's working and various ac activities that are actually working. And, uh, we always like to, to summarize it. And Stacy, you got a you got a you got a summary for us? Yeah, we've been we've been thinking about this. What is it that we gained from this podcast and from these teachers? And I feel like back in the spring, we had the physical and physical education. We got the kids active, but we were missing something, the education. And now this fall, listening to these teachers, it feels like we were able to get the education back in physical education. And that is Thinking PE. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Thinking PE. Find us on all your favorite podcast providers by searching Thinking PE. For more resources and videos, go to www.thinkingpe.com. Thanks for listening.